0: Welcome to Seize the GM. I'm your
1: host, Zended. I am your co-host, Jules.
2: And I'm Garda Mojé.
1: Have you ever had a great idea for a campaign? Do you have a group of friends who want to play an RPG, but you have no one to run it?
2: Do you want to see what the world is like behind the GM screen instead of in front of it? Well, we're here to help you do just that.
0: Each week, the three of us will be discussing various GMing topics, terminology, maps, atmosphere, world building, you name it. So sit back and relax. Let us help you improve your art of GMing
2: one show at a time.
3: Banter,
0: banter, And we are entering the banter segment. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Seize the GM.
1: <laughs> hello! Who the hell are you people?
0: I have no idea. We have been very,
2: very uh,
0: delinquent in our duties.
2: <laughs> I said duties. Uh, hello, strangers.
3: Hello! Get out of my house! <laughs> Welcome to the inn. How can I offer you in terms of a quest? <laughs> we we Khajiit has where? Oh
0: my god. Do you have coin?
2: So it's been a while since we all actually managed to be on a recording, so if you are hearing this out there in podcast land, thank you for sticking around, and hopefully your favorite is on this episode, which is kind of a safe bet since we're all on this episode
1: yeah. Uh, yeah yeah anyway and you don't have to tell us don't worry yeah, i, I, I don't won't be let upset
0: the others know that i'm the favorite
1: just leave
2: <laughs> a, just leave a comment that you did in fact hear your favorite and we will all know who you mean Speaking of, if you haven't had the chance to like, rate, and review this podcast on your podcatcher of choice, it is appreciated so that other people can find the show. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter's, Instagram. There's a Pinterest, maybe, and
0: a Tumblr. Hold on, before we go too much further, I don't know how much longer the Facebook page and Facebook group are going to be around
3: because I deleted my
2: account. Uh, Fair enough.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, we could still try and maintain a vet.
2: As well, long as you have other uh, admins on there, it should be
3: fine. I don't remember if I did. Dun-dun-dun. I
1: think, I, think I think at least I am, so I'll double-check. Okay. Sorry, I, I have been making so many freaking phone calls to the surgeon. It's not funny.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I will no longer be on Facebook. Effective... I think it was a week and a half ago, two weeks ago now. So by the time this episode actually comes out, within a week, you won't even be able to find me on there anymore. So, But I have, I have been using Twitter a lot. Um, so there is that. And yes, there is a Pinterest that it has not been updated in a very long time because I'm a bad person. And we're probably going to take the Tumblr off because
3: nobody uses Tumblr. So it was for one thing, they took that yeah. one thing off. We're yeah, they on. took
0: that porn off, and so nobody uses Tumblr. I wasn't going to say it,
3: <laughs> but...
2: I, I don't think I ever use Tumblr, so I'm well, absolutely no help here.
1: I, I there, There's a couple of funny groups, like Shit My Players Say. So I still do it because I, I wasn't on it for the I wasn't on it for the Nookie I was on it for the Oh dear God you said what to a dragon
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean I accept the fact that there were a lot of people that were there strictly for the porn I I mean but there are other things and I've actually been looking at the idea of potentially setting up a MeWe account mm-hmm. and and doing something with that. Um, But there would have to be more than, like, just the four of us. (gasps) If you're interested in doing MeWe, let us know through one of the various social media accounts that we already do use. Any
3: of us. Let any of us know. (laughs) It is at this moment that Null Operations realized they're no longer cool because they don't know the latest social media. (laughs) Oh, moving what's on. That? <laughs> I was just saying, I don't know which one you're talking about. I've never actually used oh. that software. Oh. So, moving on.
2: <laughs> yeah. One of the most common places to find us, though, and reach out is still going to be the Discord server, which you should be able to find, and, of course, Patreon, because we have now completed the appropriate amount of self-promotion. Yes. And if you've heard our voices and you have not found at least one of the Facebook page, the Facebook group, our other Facebook people's pages, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Tumblers, the Patreon, the Discords, the—I uh, think some of us are even like uh, Twitchy type people. Then smoke signals. I'm not as good at those, but uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I, what are I, you even doing here?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't use smoke signals, but that's just me. But what I i am here to do is talk with you fine, fine folks about something that we've already discussed twice before, and that is moving pictures and which ones inspire us, Part
3: Trace. So ready for mm-hmm. this, I have my pop-up book ready. It's got pictures that just pop out and they move right for you.
0: Those are moving pictures.
1: I love that, watching Nickelodeons.
3: That would fit the, you know, call of the
0: question you've got there. Fantastic. But we are generally talking about movies and TV shows in this regard. I mean, maybe videos? <laughs> but We're not going to go into videos. That's something else we'll talk about at some point. Mm-hmm but it is going to be just chock full of us talking about the things in each of these that has either inspired us or
2: makes what us stuck with us happen. what yeah what stuck with us what we've taken from it why why we would spend our time talking about them much less try to make you listen to us talk about <coughs> them.
1: so who's starting got it
2: i'll go ahead and start Yay! I've, I've got a theme of, of my two or three that we can talk about, and it's an 80s theme. So this is going to be one of those really fun ones. But one of the ones I absolutely want to talk about is The Last Starfighter. The Last oh.
1: Starfighter.
2: Oh! Yeah, see? I'm, has that effect.
1: Oh, yeah. but sorry. I Actually, I had that movie set up to watch as recovery, because <laughs> one of my friends hasn't seen it. Oh, perfect. So it's oh, So, sorry. Gift. That's why what I'm a, a gift. You get to share
3: shared with somebody for the first time. That's awesome. And I'm
1: going to watch it for the first time I'm stoned off my butt from, uh, from surgery drugs. So, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Gardemanger. So go on.
2: No, that's all right. It, it, it is a classic hero's journey. It's got story beats you're going to recognize. It's got a young man who is disadvantaged and coming from nothing to becoming a hero trying to save a princess with implacable foe and quirky companions helping him. You've heard this story before. But what sticks with me and why I love this is not only the uh, kind of knowing nod of the video game within the movie as the the test, but the starship battles. It, it's one of the movies that kind of made starship dogfighting something that I love and, and don't get to see nearly enough of in, in movies these days. I can see the gun star in my head. I can see things like the death blossom. I know – How it moves, and that inspiration is.
3: I um. (laughs)
0: Since
3: since you just said uh, that, by the way, I now uh, owe. I now am owed five dollars, but from a friend. (laughs) Because uh, he uh, he. I was talking about this list earlier today with him, and he made mention bet he doesn't mention death blossom considering your topic i'm like mm, we'll see i bet you i bet he does <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, thank you me for oh, like, yeah. yes, i will take it. Uh, it it's part of what got
2: the itch in me to play sci-fi and space fantasy and play dogfighting pilots and even more than watching uh star wars even more than watching battlestar galactica uh as a child of the 80s, having the kid be the pilot in the movie stuck with me. And so that's – for all of its cheese, for all of its predictable beats, it's still just this great example of admittedly dated 80s dogfighting starships that you should watch.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, guys, also, I am warning you in advance when you watch this, you will be quoting it. And you won't realize you're quoting it, and then you're like, "Oh, dude, cool." Y-
0: yeah, there's there are moments that show up in that that are quoted in a lot of other things too.
1: Yeah. So, so it is a cult uh,
2: classic for a reason. Yes,
1: remember. it's 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 a delight. It is a delight. You and it's you're not when the movie ends. You're just gonna have a big dumb happy grin on your face. And you you feel you, you feel like you know maybe I could be the last starfighter. You know, it, it makes you feel hopeful. It's like, well maybe I'll find myself somewhere. It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. So what were you gonna say, Noel?
3: I'm just saying always trust in dark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay.
2: So since I started it off? I am going to pick Noel to go next.
3: Yay! So I picked something a little more recent. Um, because as my gaming kind of has changed over the years, I've come to enjoy things that are a little bit more surreal, a little bit more weird, a little bit less hack-and-slash, and a little bit more kind of what. <laughs> and so I picked the series, the uh, miniseries, Over the Garden Wall. And this is a fun little, like, it, it, it's a weird, surreal series of misadventure of trying to find your way home in a world that is a very sideways view of kind of, like, American kind of mythos kind of stuff. And it's it's kind of influenced a bit of my gaming because it's it's about adding these kind of quirky, weird side characters, these characters that have these weird obsessions about things and just, I don't know, just bring a lot of fun to it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's it's a rather short series, like 10 episodes. They've come out about two hours overall. You can pretty much eat in an afternoon and just enjoy the whole thing. And you, like other things, will definitely be quoting that thing is a rock fact. And trust me, if you don't know what that means, as soon as you watch it, you will very much enjoy what that
1: means. (laughs) So Uh, it's it's I I know that oh it's delightful. Oh, I haven't finished it. I've only got I've only watched like three, and then I'm like I'm saving this one.
3: (laughs) It definitely watch it, especially during your recovery. You will very much enjoy it. It's it's just this nice journey overall in terms of trying to. Find your way home when things kind of get in the way.
1: Yeah. That's cool. And it's also that you you find more about yourself looking looking for where you looking to get home. You find out more about yourself. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Oh, good one. Oh, well, good that's, choice, No. That's Mo. a good right. one. Oh, yeah. Okay,
3: I am going to, you know, in the spare of the show, since I get to pick next, I'm going to get to roll the dice. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jules, even then? Even Zen, you're up. All right. So
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna do mine out of order because my my last one is is it is what it is. So this is it. Mine is also a TV series that's on. I want to say Hulu, and it's called Taboo. Now, what it is is it's. Kind of this, it's a story about an Englishman who's turned into kind of a mystical savage because he was shipwrecked off the coast of Africa. And then, like, five or six years later, he returns home to the world of King George the Third. And basically, the reason why he was lost in Africa is because of the East India Trading Company. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Uh Okay. It is. it's set during the end of the War of 1812. And it is amazingly dark, but you realize in this world that there is no one who is good because everyone is skewed in some way shape or form the the world that they live in is so messed up because it's the end of an era basically ooh and because it's it it is the end of the war With America. This is like. I mean the war of 1812. Was pretty much the last war. That they were highly involved in. And it. It's all fought. Like everything about this entire show. Is over one island. And this one man's control. Of this one island. Now. It is, as of right now, it is only one season with, like, I think 10 episodes, 8 or 10 episodes. But they are, like, an hour long each. They are so engrossing. So much happens in them. But in 2020, season 2 will be coming out. And that has me very interested to see where they're going to take it with where the, sh- the show ends at the end of season one. You're just like, Holy crap.
1: What <laughs> are they going
0: to do next? <laughs> so it's, it is a lot of like what you would imagine a, a kind of person or an adventuring group fighting against this, oppressive like guild and king in like a dnd type setting where you are you know you and your small group of adventurers are basically trying to right some kind of wrong and you could totally just rip that concept and just plant it and just change the names and you could run this and it'd be really dark and just replace a few of the, the proper names and you have an entire campaign just off of this one first season. So there we go. Slick. Yeah. It is very cool.
1: So, Jules, you're next. All right, <laughs> all, right all right. Um, I decided, you know, everyone's like kinda of picking series. I'm like, eh. All right, I decided just to go straight movies this time. Uh, I went with, the first one is support your local sheriff. One, it's James Garner. It's James Garner in his youth, which is delightful. But it's, you know, he's, you know, he's a guy that he actually can shoot a gun. He's actually pretty good. And he kind of gets pushed into being a sheriff of this town. And turns out you don't have to be the fastest gun in the West. You just have to be smarter than the outlaws. And for me, I mean, one, it's hilarious. It's, it's, it's Western, you know, it's very spaghetti Western feeling, but Holy crap. There are some really funny, just amazingly funny bits in it. And I, Oh, I I love the ever loving daylights out of it. But the thing that, I liked about it, though. It also shows that, you know, yes, Westerns, you can have those serious moments, but you don't have to forego, you know, you know, thinking and being intelligent, being clever rather than just like reach for the sky. You know, this guy kept a, um, this guy kept a bank robber in jail with no bars in the jail by sprinkling red paint. And he's like, oh, that's the last guy to try to escape. And the other guy had no, in the bad guy had no idea what was going on. So, you know, she was like, oh, you don't have to be like the, you know, super pistolero kind of guy. And I, I thought it was quite clever. She was like, you know, you can outwit the bad guys if you're charismatic enough. And it also, I liked that the comedy beats, you, you had some great action scenes, but then you had some nice comedy beats. And it shows, like, when you're playing a Western, when you when it's starting to feel a little heavy, there's nothing wrong, and it doesn't stop being a Western if we're all laughing. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, like, you know, somebody steps in the platoon, but it falls down. I mean, it's, you know, you're allowed to do that because I'm sure that they had, like, I don't think they had a stand-up comedian, but I'm sure they had, like, comedians and, and, like, kind of, like, all, like, you know, entertaining shows that weren't just, like... Everybody all just like kind of hunched over, smoking a cigarette, playing cards and shooting somebody that looks at them sideways. So it's jovial. So it shows you how you can keep your setting, keep your work. And sometimes if you think that it needs it, how to throw in something absolutely wacky. And it also shows, you know, you don't have to be the fastest gun in the West. It helps. But if you got a quicker wit than the bad guys, you're going to come out on top. I loved it. It's delightful. Yay! Come on, he's a classic. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And it's James Garner. I mean, he's awesome. I love his stuff. I, I, uh, he's one of my favorite actors. What is, Oh, well, is and was. All right, are we going to the top of the round or are we going to go random? You
2: choose the next person.
1: All right. Uh, I'm going to choose... I'm going to go with no. I like this stuff. Okie
3: okay, dokie. Okay. So, now, this is kind of a weird stretch, but there is a theme between these two, uh, the two picks I had. And the theme from the first one was kind of a goal of going home. Well, the second pick is also a theme of trying to go home. And that would be Army of Darkness. <laughs> I mean, it is the goal of the film is to try to get Ash home uh-huh. the difference between the two and the reason why I like Army of Darkness in, as a source of inspiration is that Army of Darkness is what happens when you're not careful about your plans <laughs> when, you, when you kind of almost definitely said the words maybe <laughs>
0: Or, or, or when players, <laughs> or when your players find a way to trick you into letting them bring a car into the past. I mean,
3: look, yeah, who wants to turn you know as a sedan into a battle wagon? I mean, <laughs> right? They did. They did. <laughs> so, Army of Darkness is a lot of fun to pull. Speaking of, you know, adding comedy to a game, adding humor to a bigger quest, a theme. It's also kind of a good example of trying to put a, a campaign together that is based on a central location. You have the central <laughs> castle he kind of lands at, and all the events that transpire there, and, you know, where he goes to quest to get the book, where he goes to quest to see the army, and, you know, trying to deal with the incoming invasion. All of it is kind of you know, hubbed around this one point So even though it's a quest that requires A bit of journey, journeying You still have a sense of home In the setting You know, if your home isn't You know, S-Smart
1: Yeah <laughs> Shop, smart. Smart. Shop smart. S-Smart Absolutely You got that?
3: So, <laughs> so definitely check it out it, it, is, it is a bit of a cult classic So if you tell your friends that you're watching this For the first time they will definitely want to come over and see it with you and see your reactions for your first time viewing. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, bring a beer. Bring a beer because you're just as they're watching it for the first time. You're just gonna be sipping like, mm hmm. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. Keeping to my previous theme, <laughs> I'm gonna roll the dice again. <laughs> <laughs> so, since we're doing the second set. Uh, one, two, three, seven, two, one, two, one. One, then it's you again, the dice <laughs> like you. <laughs> they do.
0: So, my next one, it's a simple story, really, about a boy and his turtles.
1: Aww. <laughs> <laughs> wait.
0: Let me, let me clarify this for a second. One okay. of his turtles just happens to be 700 feet tall, breathes fire, and can fly. And he oh is God. a friend to all the children. And all that the children. Gamera- Gamora. If you have ever seen this <laughs> movie, it is a, a Pikachu film. Now, what's hilarious is in addition to this, the original movie where Gamora shows up, is there was a second movie where he shows up as just like a weird like kind of side character but the first movie is just a kaiju movie enjoy it for what it is kaiju are weird and Gamara is really weird <laughs> yes there you go one is of flying. the
2: weirdest yeah i say if you have not seen it when you see it and Gamera flies. I would like you to find us on social media and tell us what your response was. If you mm-hmm. are with someone who has never seen it before, oh, and you goodness. know this is coming, please take a picture of their face. Yes, because and will, share it with us. It will make
0: you laugh for a very long time.
3: <laughs> see, see, the best part about this is that um, one of the, the the games I played made a lovely reference to that with a, with a oh. special mount. A turtle in it that, um you know, flies Yeah, in kind of a special way. Yeah, a, yeah uh, a very particular way. Yeah. 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 So. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's goofy because it's, I mean, it's from the 50s.
2: It, it's a classic kaiju.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's all in black and white.
1: It's delightful, though. It, it's you know it you, you you get caught up in it you really even though it is old and kind of you know cheesy you're still like you know getting that oh boy oh boy you know
0: oh you definitely do um you're you're wondering though you know what in the hell is going on half the time and the first time you see him fly you're just like are you effing kidding me nope Nope. No, it's not. (laughs) But it's hilarious. And, you know, like I said, it's really just a simple story about a boy and his turtles. Of course.
1: And you love them. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: I guess next is going to
1: be. Jules. All right, and I am continuing the, uh, well, let's just put it this way. Ragnarok is upon us, and there is one man who believes he can bring an end to the dog time of Ragnarok. So he gets his mates to travel to Valhalla to convince the gods to end Ragnarok. And during this time, you end up with John Cleese as Half Dan the Black, who is a very proper yet extremely uh, vicious guy. They end up going to High Brazil, and uh, it's Terry Jones, who is the head of High Brazil, and no one there can sing. And, well, let's just put it, there is a berserker and the berserker's dad, and he is only known, I am not kidding, (coughs) as... uh, as, uh, there is Sven the Berserker, and then there is Sven's dad, and that is all he is known as. And the dad just goes, "Remember, you can't, It's like you gotta save your race for battles. Like I know, Dad. And back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth the whole time. So pretty much, it's this is what happens when you take a Monty Python type of insanity and put it into a kind of Viking epic. And uh, Eartha Kit is Freya, and I don't care. She is damn. And she is, I mean, she pull. she's like, it's like, why do you call me Eric the Viking? What do you need? It's, it's ooh, it's chilling and creepy. But then you get, you know, there's um, <laughs> uh, one of my, one of my favorite is Harold, or I can't, I always mispronounce it, Harold or Harold. He's a missionary. He's a Catholic missionary. And he's trying to convert all these people that believe in 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 Thor and, and Odin in a, to convert to Christianity. So anything that deals with the Norse thing, he can't see. But the Christian stuff, all the, uh, all the, all the, all the uh, can't see. Yeah. Uh, and it is probably one of the funniest things. And you know, they're boat wrecked. They're in the water. He's just like, but well, would you consider? Convert into Christianity. I mean, we're all going to die anyway. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, what do we got to do? And he's like, first I got to de- submerge you in a water. And they all look at him. It's just like, ah, <sighs> it's, it shows us like you can have like a, a Viking epic. You can have like this whole like Norse epic kind of thing. And it can be absolutely ridiculous. You know, so I decided, you know, when we're going with movies to go with, you know, like I said, you can throw humor into anything and it doesn't destroy the story and you know but you it's it's Tim Robbins is Eric the Viking and Mickey Rooney is Eric the Viking's grandfather and holy crap it's one of the funniest things I have oh my gosh it's awesome yeah and the the best thing I do have to to bring up is uh, uh John Cleese who is like one of the big bads is half Dan the ba- half Dan the black who's awesome he has a slave master who does not? Well, he is speaking. He's speaking Japanese the entire time, and yelling <laughs> no. at everybody. And they all are talking to each other. It's like I have no idea what this guy is saying. But they translate what uh, what the slave master is saying, and it's just like it's like you and your terrible curly joined up writing, and everyone's just looking at each other and confused. Yeah. So and the the names of the the characters you you get like. There's Snorri uh, the Miserable. And you get uh, Thorhill the Sarcastic. I, it, it, I love it. it it's the, the names are just really goofball. You're like, you know, there was Ulf the Unmemorable, who was one of my favorites. So you're like, really? Who was he? And that's the point. Yeah. So, you know, it's good for a giggle. And it also shows that you can still have an epic story, at least framework. Just because it's an epic story doesn't mean it's not going to be downright, oh, my dear God, they did what? Hilarious. And you're, you're getting a lot of the uh, the Monty Python kind of cast and type of humor. So, <coughs> you know, if you like that kind of stuff, you're going to love it. So I highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, it's good. Definitely you like good. that one too? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's like actually the horde. If you yeah, time bandits, guys, <laughs> if you've seen that before, if you like time bandits, you'll probably like this too.
3: Yeah. That is an interesting concept of a campaign.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Now I'm thinking about it and it's going to be insane. <laughs> yeah, everyone everyone is just like, you know, you have the wrong stats for whatever the heck it is, but all of a sudden something works. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. And I, I guess it's on Bring Us Home, my friend. Okay.
2: For my second one, uh, it's actually one that may be a little harder to find. I'm not sure whether it's on any streaming sh- services right now. Now, when in doubt, check Netflix. But this is uh, Robin Hood or Robin of Sherwood from the 80s. Now, for you youngins out there. Before BBC America, before the rise of our great streaming overlords, all hill, Master Hulu, stations like your local public broadcasting channel were the only way to really see imported shows or or find out about them. The British Robin Hood is first an example of really tight and clean storytelling that you're – still seeing out of the British shows. Uh, Three seasons total up to only 24 episodes, but it it tells stories and is one of the most influential Robin Hood retellings of the 20th century. It was the one that would combine a little bit of mysticism, and Hearn the Hunter was involved in the story. It created a a somewhat dark and quote-unquote realistic Overview to parts of it and to how Guy was seen. It added the uh, Saracen companion that has since become stock and standard. And it really had an impact on me as a kid and just seeing a story I thought I knew and the way it would get twisted and with those little bits is something that, that is easy to... It's hard to understate exactly what it can do to a, a burgeoning imagination. Uh, one other interesting bit about the show is that they actually changed Robins between Seasons 2 and Season 3. So they were able to play on different versions of the Robin legend, both the uh, woodsman, the the archer in the woods who's rebelling against the king, as well as the fallen nobleman, and tied together with that uh, Hearn mythology and and playing into uh, that story. And it's, I think, a fantastic example of ways to take that familiar story beat and do something a little bit different, and also, like Jules was saying, show a way to shift a little bit of genre focus and still have a successful story.
3: You know, I think I actually Mm -hmm. have the first episode of this on DVD somewhere like whoa I didn't know well someone Mm. gave me a gift that was like three different BBC shows that had like one episode of each show and I think this was on uh, was one of them
0: oh wow
2: it may be on Amazon. It may be on Netflix at this point. I don't know that they'd ever done a DVD of it. That is really kind of cool.
0: Well, we'll have to look into that. I'll need to check. Heck yeah. It might be this. Hmm. Huh. Oh, that's yeah. Really cool. hmm.
2: So, yes, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend finding a way to see it. Nice.
1: Yeah, that's a. that's a... Mm. I remember that came on like PBS when I was much younger. Me and my dad sitting watching that, yep. and I was asking questions, but it it was more of you know, you know, getting more of historical conference, and it was kind of cool because my dad and I didn't know, and we'd actually go to the encyclopedia or something like that because this was before the internet. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Good memory. Thank yeah. you, my friend.
2: You are welcome. Um, I've got one other in my back pocket. As if do we I. Need it. Yeah, I was going to say if we need it, or we can leave it in the doodly-doo for people to discover if they have not done the reading yet.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say, okay, I am going to just, let's, you have, okay, here we go. You can say what your last one is, but you have just enough time. You have one minute to say something about it. Okay? Okay. That method, that that is a fair challenge. All right. So yeah, Jules.
1: All right, for me, I I have got a TV. Well, it's an anime series called Doctor Stone. There is a science prodigy who loves to learn. He has a knack for science and learns through experimentation. Entire humanity is free is frozen for a couple thousand years, and he is the one of the first ones to wake up. So. He has to start working about building humanity back and rescuing all the people that were turned to stone, discovering the thing, all through the use of science. And the science is accurate. They put a disclaimer at the beginning of the end beginning of the end. It says like the science in this is real. Please don't do this.
2: <laughs> all right. All right, I'm about to start my stopwatch. Are we ready? Okay. And... Go for it. Bloodsport. 80s action movies are things that I love, and there's a huge place in my heart for them. Street Fighter in all of my writing and talk about that is another proof of it. Bloodsport is arguably the best known Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, and it is one of the best for all of these reasons. It has humor. It has Jean-Claude Van Damme silliness. It has the Bolo Young opponent. Great character work for that era and remarkable fight scenes. The classic tournament structure is given a little bit of a twist in this movie in that there is a run and federal agents, and there are issues surrounding history and tradition. The tournament setup allows a showcase of different martial arts with truly remarkable fight scenes and some particular moments you will always remember. For Bloodsport, it will give you inspiration for all kinds of combat-heavy or martial arts-themed stories and it will let you globe hop in ways that you may have forgotten.
3: 52 seconds. Nice. Very nice.
0: Okay. Noel, do you have something else?
3: I have nothing. We're going to sit here for a minute and right. stare awkwardly at each other.
0: Okay. Go. Well, I have one.
3: No, the timer's down. 15 seconds, <laughs> Fifty eight seconds. 15, 15, 15. All right. All right, all right, all right. We can go on. I, c- I can right. do this
0: still. Okay, so my... And- is she-ra and the princesses of power on netflix yes it's a kid's show but it is about the most inclusive shows out right now not only body shape gender identity um like i mean it is all inclusive races multiple races nationalities they're all in there mm-hmm. now this is amazing Because this is based off of the 80s cartoon, but they really raised the bar on it. Now, the ideas for episodes, they're relatively simple at times. But you have to remember, their target market audience is like 8 to 10-year-olds. They nail it. They help the next generation be more inclusive from the get-go. And that's what we need. So... Watch one this. There you go. Watch it.
2: I had wanted to bring them up and talk about that show for world building along with a bunch of other cartoons that have done a really good job, so I am happy that that one was used. Yeah. So we have had our moving pictures and which ones inspire us, also known as our movie library episode, once again. So you uh-huh. should have a whole bunch, listeners – that you can pick from. If you've watched any of these, have fond memories, or absolutely despise them, find us on social media and let us know. Yes. If you haven't, watch them and find us on social media and let us know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because we are yeah. more than happy to talk about movies. And we have already done this two other times before this. We have got a ton of movies. We all I believe like
2: it's uh, episode 80, maybe, and twenty-seven.
0: Something in that ballpark? I believe you are potentially correct. 79, I believe. Uh, Ah, I think it is
2: 80. 80, GM Movie Library, and episode 27, Movie Inspiration.
0: There we go. So, Mm -hmm. If there's any of those in any of those episodes that you want to check out, please do and let us know what you think about them, because a conversation from One Direction Isn't a conversation, folks.
1: Yeah. We want to hear
0: back. So, until... Oh! Big announcement. This will be, aside from one more episode that will drop on Thanksgiving Day, which will be episode 21 of the actual play that I'm releasing... We are taking the month of December off because we need to recharge. Some of us have not had much time to do anything like that, and the holidays are a great time to do that. So we are going to be taking the month of December off. But Mm -hmm. we have already been plotting out the things that are going to happen starting the 2nd of January. So as the new year starts, you will have a new run of episodes every week.
2: And if there's anything you want to see us cover you don't think we have or that we need to return and cover again, guess what I'm going to say? Come find Find us us on social media. You can find yes. us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, t- Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, Twitch, and other fine places.
1: Discord, Discord, Discord. Our
2: Discord, home on Discord welcomes you with open arms. Find us on the SeizeTheGM.com website and read all of our wonderful bits that we have waiting for you. Yes. And it, yep,
1: yep. And it doesn't matter if you don't have arms. Some of us here have tentacles, and we will still embrace you. Shh.
2: That's a threat, not a promise. In the meantime, roll some dice. Have fun.
1: And let us know what you played over the Thanksgiving holiday, if you played anything. And if any cool stories come out, because we love to hear those.
3: Yes. Happy holidays, and uh, hey, if you happen to save Christmas, thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I know that. laughs>
0: You can contact us or the show using Twitter, Facebook, or plain old email. Our Twitter accounts are at ZenDead,
2: at Jules Podcaster, and at 2050GardMoget.
0: And the show's Twitter account is at SeizeTheGN.
1: You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash or chat with us and other RPG lovers on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Seize the GM.
2: You can email questions or comments to the show at admin at Seize the GM.com and if you have a few bills you want to send us you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Seize the GM podcast and we thank you.
1: Us for this episode of Seize the GM. Feel free to leave a comment about this episode on our webpage, www.seizethegm.com. Let the dice fall where they may, and we'll see you all again next week.
2: Seize the GM is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial Share 4.0 International License. All copyrighted materials referenced herein are held by their respective owners. No infringement intended, and no claim of ownership is implied.
0: The music for the show is Dreaming Spirit off the album Ghost Machine by the Enigma TNG. His music is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives 3.0 unported license.